Hey everyone! Before we get started, I just want to let you know that your input can directly make our shows better. One of the biggest ways to support your favorite shows here is by rating and commenting on iTunes. All of our shows are available in Apple Podcast form on iTunes, and all you have to do is search for AfterBuzz and your favorite show title. Once you're there, leave the show a rating and a comment on why you like the show or any comments you have for the hosts. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to continue to bring you the best shows we possibly can. Eeny, meeny, miny. Spoiler alert! We're all niggin'. Next on Horror TV Weekly. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> so happy. I just had to get to that point of this song. You know, we had to pick, this was picked for many reasons. We are talking about Happy that debuted on Sci-Fi this week. Um, you know, some people might be happy of the spoiler, uh, or, you know, maybe this song's just ironic, and not in the Alanis Morissette sense. <laughs> and, of course, right, dedicated to David Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <And> I, <laughs> you said an aw. I know. I was like, you know, we'll do a little tribute here and just wrap this all up. And now that I've got your attention, guys, I'm Lucretia Lyon. You guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. But I am joined by my lovely co-host, starting with my left. Hey, y'all. This is Chauncey K. Robinson. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Chauncey K.R. And today I am Negan, mm-hmm. but my name is mm-hmm. Roger, and you can find me on Twitter, Roger underscore Corral. I know, I was like, I thought we were going to have to change, we all wore the same outfit, but I'm like, you know what, it just goes, <laughs> goes with it, with it yeah. you know, because we're all Negan, right? <laughs> um, well, yeah. <laughs> they Don't made worry. me, guys, rictatorship. <laughs> I'm all about the rictatorship. Uh, Peer yeah. pressure. yes and we do go with peer pressure much like um you know the titler character of this episode but uh based on our last episode you guys actually gave us your thoughts so i wanted to throw the ship over to chauncey for a minute to talk about what you guys yeah like we said you know what we said before if you comment on the videos and stuff we give you a shout out or you know let let our viewers know and you know that we paid attention to it so one of the comments was from ADZ96 where they were talking about the Sabrina comics and they was said they said well Sabrina in the comics right now is dark and twisted like you said it was a great it has a great following so yeah obviously a lot of people want it also the fact ne- Netflix is in control it most likely means it'll have a dark tone but it's not gonna feel forced I feel like it doesn't suit Riverdale as much because it's mainly on a CW show. So that was what ADZ thought. And then Shiny X Divers XX thought Riverdale's been slowly building to supernatural s things. They're, they've been to Greendale because we talked about whether or not yeah. they had gone to Greendale a couple of times. There was so there was a murder in Greendale, and Greendale honestly seems like it's even darker and more mysterious than Riverdale on the show. So yeah, they're building it up slowly. There was also the song "Season of the Witch" in one of the early season two episodes. So thanks for pointing that out. And then Romeo Shrewd Dude <laughs> said to us, <laughs> "That's an." 
awesome name. Um, should really we should really check out the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina comic books was and this is what the show on Netflix is supposed to be based on. It's extremely different compared to Riverdale. Netflix will be a better playground as it can be super dark. The comic is not for the faint of heart. It's a lot more Stranger Things with the Exorcist and Rosemary's baby, Harvey, Salem, the aunts. They all they all are there. Riverdale is more Twin Peaks meets Dawson's Creek, which is extremely different tone. So there's that comparison. Yeah, and, and I really like that Twin Peaks meets Dawson's uh, Creek. I always attribute Riverdale. <laughs> Although, as, where's the Twin Peaks aspect coming in? Because it, it's a very early Twin Peaks before they got into a lot of the supernatural yeah, that's a big stuff. Compliment. Like the first, <laughs> yeah. Because I always said it's David Lynch meets John Hughes. So I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I like that. And I was like, yeah, their take on it. But speaking of Stranger Things, don't expect it until 2019, according to oh, actor David terrible. Harper. I'm like, wow, like they're you know they're they're taking their time, I think, with filming this, and and now these kids are getting so big, so I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, one of the things they pointed out was that they have to give time to write the actual scripts, which makes a lot of sense so that there's actual (laughs) quality. Because I do believe there was a debate about this season. A lot of people, of course, diehard fans was was like season two was awesome. But some people did feel like it lacked in certain areas and didn't have the exact charm that season one did. So I'm hoping that maybe, and I kind of felt that way a little bit with what I've watched so far. I'll admit I have not finished season two yet, but I've watched a few of the episodes. So I'm hoping that uh, with them taking a bit of a longer break that we'll see maybe a little bit more of back to the the charm of season one. My fear is that they changed direction. So they added, I believe her name is Eight. It is, right? They added Eight, which is one of the girls that's like 11 Before who went 11, through all yeah. of that. My fear is that they go that direction because they're going to have to defeat the, the big evil. And my fear is that we keep finding all these numbers and they all unite in a superheroic <laughs> battle. <laughs> Has to go somewhere, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And at that point, I don't know if it's the same show or not. Yeah. I mean, and also the kids, like you were saying, the kids have to grow up, too. So I think they were also saying that there's supposed to be some sort of time jump, which I'm kind of wondering what that is going to do for the kids, because that'll be about, what, two years But, you know, puberty, so. Yeah, that's the thing is they're at the age where one of them could sprout a whole foot. And, you know, that's why working with kids sometimes can be problematic. I mean, how long things are going to go on. I mean, you know, like Malcolm, uh, David Kelly and Lost. Like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. you kind of had to write him out because then you wouldn't be on an island. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But speaking of islands, there is a Paradise Lost show coming from Joey Falco of Sleepy Hollow fame to CBS Studios, which will be on the CW. I do find this kind of odd, because are you guys familiar with Paradise Lost at all? Or? I am not. Well, I heard <laughs> it wasn't going to be based off of it, necessarily. Yeah, and that's the odd thing, is, is like they're using that name, which is very like obvious uh, you know, name. The, uh, divine Comedy? Um, yeah, Paradise Lost would be, you know, one of Dante's uh, books. But, yeah, this apparently has nothing to do with Dante. And, and so, yeah, but it's about real-life murders. The story is said to be a quirky murder mystery with magical realism overtones in which a secretive, <laughs> sinful, and spiritual lives of community residents are exposed. Wait, so, so where's, the, where's the name coming in? Uh, yeah, and I'm like, that doesn't... I mean, probably yeah. this idea of suburbia and how suburbia is supposed to seem like this great thing, and it's not there because everyone's a killer and or it something. Sounds like <laughs> Riverdale, exactly. So we already have that show. Yeah, we already have that show, and it's kind of like, so what's the? And I mean, this alumni who's doing it, um, Joey Falco, is did the I think was a head story editor for uh, Sleepy Hollow. May it rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> that show. It was really good the first season. Yeah, it was really good the first season. Uh, K- 
can't say the same no. for the other <laughs> three seasons afterwards. So I guess That's we'll see with air. that. And this is interesting because I was also reading that Paradise Lost, uh, I guess it's supposed to sort of have also a female-centric lead as well. I read that in another source or whatever. But the, this is in line with what CW is trying to do in, you know, putting out more shows that are along this kind of, you know, original content, yeah. content kind of route that's a little bit different than like soap opera type of thing which is interesting yeah because i think that's what they're doing with valor and stuff like that they're trying to get away from like they already have their comic book audience yeah, which and is they, dominant yeah. is the dominant one right now and that's the thing is i do give them a little bit of credit for going out there but this is still a little similar to riverdale and kind of like sabrina which they kind of lost so i'm like do they maybe want sabrina and are now trying to fill this spot i can see that yeah I don't, yeah, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited. So I just found out that the CW is also doing a Roswell reboot. Yeah. I've seen that for a few yeah, years that's now. Roswell, and I just found this out when I was looking up Paradise Lost. I loved Roswell too, but yeah, like, it's one of those things. Why do, we, re- yeah, why do we need to reboot it? Why do we need to do a reboot? This is, okay, we're, I'm not going to go this, this show is turning no. into Reboot oh, no. Central. Yeah. <laughs> On this episode of Reboot, this yeah. is going to get redone again. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's cool the direction they're trying to go to and trying to get away from, you know, comic book as type shows because why have that dominate? Because, yeah. I mean, it's got, I mean, things go in ebb and tides. So what's going to happen is DC shows are really impo- are really popular right now, but, you know, people can get burnt out off of them. So it's nice that they're trying to expand. I'm just kind of wondering where Paradise Lost is fitting in with all of that, necessarily, in terms of the genre they're trying to go to. Because, once again, although CW is trying to do, like, Valor mm-hmm. and stuff, it is very much still that kind of... Um, Young, sexy people yeah. doing sexy things. That's so, why we yeah, watch this network. Exactly. So it's kind of like Paradise Lost already seems like it's going to try to be really deep and like really like, you know, <laughs> character driven. And I'm like, that's not going to work here. That's not what we yeah. tune in for when we watch CW. We tune in for the guy we like or the woman we like and <laughs> if they're going to hook up. And there's plot somewhere in there, usually. So, so <laughs> CW did give us Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and yes, which yeah. is Jane brilliant. the Virgin, yeah. and I think they ended up getting awards for that. So yeah. yeah, Jane the Virgin and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend are probably two of the only shows on that network to ever receive any Golden Globes. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. So there is hope. So I mean, <laughs> there's there's, I mean, there's a chance that it may actually do well. We'll see. I guess. Yeah, as I say, there's just not enough out there about it. And there's just a few, like, you know, Sleep, Sleepy Hollow was really great in the beginning. It fell off. and, and But it's one of those things. You never know. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, who would have thought that a show about, you know... A, Ichabod Crane would have been that good. It was really good. <laughs> and I mean, it wasn't just about Ichabod, yeah. it was about him and his partner, yeah, Abby. Yeah. And, um, you know, that just went off the deep end. So. And how many seasons did that go? Four. Yeah. And then Not it a bad died. Well, I mean. One and a half yeah. good ones. But yeah, yeah, one and a half good ones. And then it kind of went off the deep end once they lost their co star, who they kind of treated like a supporting character most of the time. <laughs> so. I yeah. shipped Itchaby, and I never got it. So. Was, was Grimm on the CW? Uh, no, Grimm no, was CBS. on NBC. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that was yeah. NBC. Yeah. It was right. paired with Constantine. Oh, um, yeah. Wow. R.I.P. You guys check that out? Is Drink. that good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never checked that out. Did you guys? Constantine? No, Grimm. 
Grim. Grim. Yeah, yeah, I watched Grim. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, it, it, that ran for a little bit too. Yeah, I believe Grim ran five seasons. Yeah. It went pretty well. Yeah. Because it came out around the same time that everyone was doing. It was like around the time of the Once Upon a Time craze. Yeah, they so came they, out yeah. at the same time. So they yeah. wanted a sort of. I think NBC wanted a counter to that, so they came out with Grim, which was this you know idea of the play on, you know, <laughs> the fairy tales, but he's a cop. <laughs> yeah. And to the way that Grimm did it, and it was David Greenwald who did Angel, um, first three seasons. And it was really interesting because they would use a lot of makeup instead of CGI. So, mm. yeah, if you haven't watched Grimm, I would say definitely watch the first couple of seasons for sure. It, it really was a good show. Like, it took the fairy tale, it was much more like, a- it was basically Angel, but just more fairy tale, less vampire. Yeah, yeah I was <laughs> like, wait, am I saying it's the same show? He's a detective, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Yeah. But it's good, you know. Why mess with that genre if you like it? Yeah. No, I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. A lot of these yeah. shows can work because there's something about them that appeal to people. Like, I think yeah. I think the concept of this idea, everyone loves small town type stuff. Everyone loves the small town that has a lot of secrets, like Ghost Wars. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll <laughs> like oh, we'll get through that um, later. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so there's a chance for this. I just wonder if CW is that kind of... Yeah, that's why you I'm know. like, I just feel like this is the wrong network based off the little bit I have. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's a fair yeah. assessment. But, you know, speaking of things that are on the right network, just behind a paywall, unfortunately, <laughs> Twilight Zone will yes. only be on CBS All, All Access for now. The Jordan Peele vehicle is like, yeah. Well. Yeah. We're going to limit that. I don't know if that's for budget reasons or maybe they really want to grow the all-access network. You know, they want people to tune in, and if it gets good word of mouth, people will make sure and buy it. Yeah, and that's the thing, is, too, we're probably not going to see it for at least, you know, another year or so. Yeah. Yeah. And by then, I mean, who knows what the market is? Because I know for myself, I've gone to just Hulu Live, and, like, you know, I'm like, okay, I guess I just need to get CBS all-access. I'm to the point of getting it, so I wonder how many people are also in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, my Mm. thing with it is, now that it's confirmed for sure that it's going to be on the all access, it's clear that they want people on all access. So this is like their third major show, I think, right? Because they had the spinoff of The Good Wife yes. on there. They have the Star Trek one, and now they have this. And it's of course, this is with Jordan Peele. This is getting a lot of fanfare, and people are like, oh my gosh, it's the new, I mean, it's Twilight Zone, for Pete's sake. So they're putting behind the paywall because they're pretty much, they want people to buy it. They want people to justify getting the paywall. So they're not going to put just anything back there. Yeah. they You know, because it's not going to be there. It's a show where they know if it was on regular TV, it would be a hit. So I just but I also feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot, though, because I don't know if that's the way to go. I don't even know if this all like you're saying, like, what's the market going to be? Because I don't even know this all access is going to be the thing. Like people have Netflix, people have Hulu, you know, people. I mean, you know, like for horror, people have Shudder, things like that. So it's like. I mean, why for for a show that's already a network on top of that have to pay you to see your other shows? It just it's kind of weird to me. It has to be mm. a calculated risk. I mean, you were just telling no, me before yeah. we came out here that you bought a subscription to Shutter, right? Yeah, exactly. We have. I mean, a year or two from now, everyone's going to be on this stuff. Well, and two, I feel like Amazon is maybe on the forefront as well as Hulu, where they are offering you. It, to use their service to buy these other services. And it comes with all these that additional like, That is exactly. true. Yeah. Because Amazon lets you buy HBO and Stars and stuff, which makes sense. And yeah. how surprising was it? I mean, when Amazon first came on board, I, I was surprised. I mean, they had great shows. And that came along with a service that I already paid for. 
so I, I, I don't, I, I feel like right now it might seem a little weird. A year from now, it might be perfect for them to launch this. And maybe they have other shows that they're planning to launch behind this as well. I guess the question is, what's the end game? Yeah, what's your, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, it's this idea of they're probably, they want to, they want to be, I don't know if the end game is to be the next Netflix, but like CBS style or something, or like HBO subscription or Star subscription or whatever. That seems to be what they're going for. It just seems, it's a shame because I still, I'll admit, as much as I love Star Trek, I still have not seen the other episodes past the premiere. Oh, and I, I love Star Trek. Yeah. You know, and I was so excited for that show because of the fact that the diversity, the fact that women were leading on it, they just had their first um, gay captain um, and things like that. So it's like, it sounds really exciting what they're doing in terms of representation, but how how impactful is that, this whole idea that you're smashing boundaries with representation and you put it behind a paywall? And, and two, I talked <laughs> so to somebody... See it? Yeah, I talked to somebody from CBS today that said, like, that that helped in some ways get subscribers over to CBS All Access, but it wasn't necessarily as profitable as they thought it would be to get people over to watch Star Trek Discovery, that it didn't pan out as well as they thought. So what's stopping you guys right now from CBS All Access? Is it the lack of shows? Well, yeah, for me, I'm not going to pay for one show. I'm just not going to do that. For me, I still have cable for the next month, so that. I, but once, like, and that, that's really it. But I'm like, okay, when I move to this new building, it's just going to be CBS All Access. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Slowly, yeah. like you know, Amazon, Hulu. I, I resisted some of these, and now I have all of that and HBO. Like I've become an app guru, yeah. and I feel like eventually. A year or two from now, CBS will add so many shows, and they'll probably have additional seasons of Star Trek. It'll entice people to get on board. Well, you can watch yeah. all of Star Trek on BBC. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you can watch all of them before that, and then this is this this one right here. But I guess for me, I my whole thing is just it's one show, and I don't even I don't watch the Good Wife uh, spinoff, even though it does seem interesting. So I know for myself, what I'd probably do is watch more TV than I have time for it because I paid for it, right? Because the same thing yeah. when you buy Netflix, you're like, well, I got to go through this <laughs> make because this I'm paying seven ninety nine a month, you know, and. With CBS All Access, because they only have a few shows, it's like, is it really worth... How much is the subscription, actually? Yeah, that's I a good point. Know. I'm like, yeah, I forget. I think it's like nine ninety nine or something. See? I don't... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> yeah, like, let's, let's like, that's more than Netflix. <laughs> and the boy. thing is, I actually... Now, I will admit, I just said I wouldn't do that for one show. I will admit, I did buy the Stars app for American Gods when it came out. Oh, I yeah. did that because I just love Nilga and I really wanted to see it. So I bought the Stars app for it. <laughs> that's I what I'm did saying. that. See, I buy <laughs> Stars okay. for Ash and I buy uh, Showtime for Twin Peaks. Like, there yeah, you go. I yeah, mean, exactly. so it's not... Yeah. It's not unheard of to do. It's just like how long? Because I ended up, I, I meant also, I canceled my subscription too. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, well, I saw the season. I'm not going to keep playing, paying year round because I don't know when the show's coming back yet. So it's like, I mean, is it profitable in the long run, especially for a show like this? And it's a shame because Twilight Zone seems like it could be so cool and be the next big thing on television. Oh, yeah. And they're putting it behind a paywall. Well, and two though, apparently with limited commercials, it's five ninety nine a month. Commercial free is nine ninety nine. So you pay to not okay. get an advertiser yeah. too. Okay. That's Which, the catch. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, wait, what shows have you paid for, Roger? I was like, I felt like you had something. For shows? No, yeah. I, I've always, I always, I got Netflix like back when yeah. they used to send discs through the mail. Oh yeah, I remember and that. I, that, like, was cool. that. Yeah, that was a jam to me. Like yeah. I thought that was so well worth it. I still think Netflix is cheap for everything they offer. Actually. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I would pay an extra five dollars for Netflix. Don't tell them that. But yeah. I, <laughs> I would. I feel like I enjoy all of the content on on these. There's not a specific show that I've paid for for these. Mm-hmm. 
I just want to know everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like they all do a great job. And even Hulu. Hulu still I comes, love Hulu. That's my favorite. Ads, so I, I'm not sure if they sell Hulu they, without They ads. sell a, a commercial free. They also have Hulu Live, which has the CW on demand, which is the reason I'm doing that one. Is Oh, I thought CW had their own streaming service. Uh, they do, it's not, but it's not a paid. Yeah, yeah, it's like on their app. And, oh, like, wow. and you can go online because I remember that's how I watched the Legends crossover episode. Yeah, I had to watch it in my hotel room in Vegas for for the last part of (laughs) Crisis on Earth X because I couldn't wait till I got home. Yeah, yeah, thank God for their app. And in the chat here, um, Caesar B. Lou is actually saying uh, don't forget about Disney has a streaming service. Oh, that's coming coming out as well. And since they're buying Marvel and so who knows what's going to go on there. Actually, um, I do know. Uh, There's been some, I was like, actually, good point. I was like, like, hold on. We do, the Marvel Netflix shows will continue Jessica Jones season two, Luke Cage Jessica season two will be coming out, um, and then possibly a season three for Daredevil, but that one has not been confirmed. But anything after that will be on the uh, Disney service because they had already been contracted for those, and that's why there's another one sort of out in the air. They don't know if it'll be Daredevil or Iron Fist or Defenders. Yeah. So there's three Crazy. only contracted for them left, and that's it. I mean, we're seeing, I feel like yeah. we're seeing, and I think you said this a yeah. couple of weeks ago, I think we're seeing the crumbling of cable television. Yeah. yeah. Because what's going to happen is a lot of these networks are basically going to get paid to it. So instead of paying like a total of 146 something dollars a month for all these, you know, channels, what you're yeah. going to be paying is $4.99 for, or $5.99 for CBS access, $9.99 for Star access that are, and your base is going to be probably picking which networks you want to pay a streaming to and that's going to culminate into uh, almost what you probably TV pay tapas. for cable. Yeah, coin that because that's exactly that. that's, that's what we're heading towards. I just feel like once again, it's going to be cutting off that, you know, that access you can have mm. to, I don't know, there used to be a, a great thing to be able to stumble upon a show. Yeah. That you're so nostalgic. I know. You know? So- <laughs> oh, I still <laughs> have cable. But you know what I mean? Like, you could stumble upon a show yeah. that you never watched before, you didn't hear about it, you didn't get the app for it, and you just, like, you you know, you're turning the station and it's on, it's like, oh, what is this? And you yeah. find a show that maybe you wouldn't have watched before, and Especially with shows that, to me, particularly are showing diversity or something like that, for them to put it behind a paywall, it's kind of like you risk the people who could have a wider audience with it not being able to get it, which kind of sucks, so... But we'll see. I, I still think Twilight Zone's going to do great. I think it's still going to do great. Yeah, I think it'll do great no matter what, just because there's so many people that are familiar with that show because they watch the New Year's Day marathon every year. Right? Yeah. yeah. If word of mouth is big, they'll do fine. Yeah. And honestly, you're right. It's a crumbling of TV. They yeah. stream the NFL on Twitter now. Like, that's insane. They do. I, I feel then, like yeah. with Disney coming on board, I, I we really I think the next five years will radically change TV. Yeah. Well, and that's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> But even if uh, Netflix loses Disney, which is going to happen eventually, they have not lost a hit show that they have, Black Mirror, yes. which will be dropping <laughs> its next season December 29th, which is my mother's birthday. Oh, oh, yeah. Happy birthday. She'll, yeah, she'll be an official senior citizen. Oh, she's my gonna God. going to punch me later for that. But yeah. <laughs> counts on the bus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Finally. Right. But um, Black Mirror has a whole a horror anthology episode coming out on this that is Black Museum, directed by Cole McCarthy, who directed uh, episodes of Outcast, which I loved, Sweet. and still waiting on that damn season two. <laughs> <laughs> 
America. Yeah, this one, you know, and looking it up, it seems really interesting because, I mean, I haven't watched too much of Black Mirror. It wasn't always my jam. I've seen some ones that have been, like, award-winning um, in terms of their particular episode. But this one, it seems like it's going to have it so everything kind of ties together into this weird black museum thing. Yeah, it's it really described it as Tales from the Crypt, you yeah. know, similar. And I'm like, oh, I this sounds really interesting. There have been several times where I'm like, oh, that Black Mirror episode sounds really cool, but I'm the type of person that's like, no, I want to sit down and I want to watch all of this. Yeah. <laughs> so it's on my long list of stuff I haven't watched. I'm glad they're going this route. Yeah. I, I think Black Mirror really does... It, it captures so much, so much in in the amount of episodes that they do. Each episode is so different and unique. Whatever you do, don't watch the first episode, the very first oh, okay. episode. Ignore <laughs> um, that one. Huh? Just ignore that one. It involves a pig and some sexual deviations. Like it's that's like well, deliverance. That, yeah, that's a terrible route to go. Oh, remind me of home. Is that <laughs> it? Home? <laughs> but the rest of it, is, <laughs> the rest of it is so creepy. It just you relate to it so much. And I think most of Black Mirror to me feels like a warning of technology. And I'm hoping some of that is involved in this um, horror anthology because I think that that's scary. You know, looking forward, I mean, we're talking about cable. They, they focus so much on how much that'll affect our lives. It's, it's scary. It is ironic <laughs> that it's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, right? The reason for like, fear us. But like, we're taking over still. No, Every episode yeah. they have involves, like, your eyes becoming your cameras, and that's your new memory now. And Ooh. I just... I, we're still going there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this one is pretty interesting because one of the things that I'm reading about is that the guy who runs the museum, he's, sto- he's sort of, I guess he used to be an FBI person or whatever, but what he would do is that he'd go into places where people needed medical help or whatever. And then in exchange for medical help or whatever, they had to use a new technology, some type of experimental technology. And, of course, that came with, um, you know, Terror, terrorizing <laughs> results, but it was kind of in exchange for healthcare, and that's very it's poignant right now, yeah. right? Where you know this whole back and forth we've had about people getting healthcare, and here it is, Black Mirror sort of inadvertently taking it on of what people will do in order to have coverage of some sort, you know, through technology. Yeah. So we're so that's kind of a little bit of a theme there. So that'll be interesting. And I loved uh, Tales from the Crypt. Or tell, yeah, yeah so, that was one of my favorite yeah, shows so, of all time yeah. up there with Twilight Zone. So. <laughs> I feel like this though, the whole idea of the Black Mirror, her coming to the Black Museum, is also it reminds me of Tales from the Hood. Oh, yes. <laughs> where the people come in and they're like they go into this funeral home and they're like going around to each ca- uh, each um, casket each dead person and finding out how they died I feel like this is kind of giving me those vibes too so that'll be interesting because that, that movie actually really creeped me out so, <laughs> that'd be yeah. a nice callback yeah well speaking of creepy things the terror is coming to AMC and this is from director Ridley Scott I'll be honest, I really wasn't familiar with this show coming out until I was like, oh, well, cool, trailer release, and it'll be out March 26th of 2018, so coming up here soon. Wow. But here's the trailer for you guys. What happened back there? Our situation is more dire than you may understand. There's nothing to be afraid of. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm like, you know, not much there yet, but this seems really interesting and sort of fits with AMC's brand, I would yeah. say. Oh, yeah, oh, definitely. I get I, some vibes from the thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it feels like it's going to go that route where... I mean, I I thought the thing was great. I feel like they should remake that. So hopefully they go that route here. Uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't <laughs> a big fan of the thing. The thing is the one where everyone's like mutating, right? And it's some crap with the dog. I in- love the thing. Oh, yeah. oh my the thing. God. That's such a great video game. Out. That's so good. <laughs> it was such a great video game. Like, I, 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 I think it was just an alien in the middle of Antarctica or wherever they are. Mm-hmm. And then it spawns a bunch of little aliens. I don't think anyone actually transforms. I think they're just battling an alien the whole time. Well, I know that... Wasn't there something with the dog? Because this was out in the snow, wasn't it? Oh, uh, the thing? Yeah. Oh, or yeah. Am I thinking it's the other one? The thing is in Antarctica, and it's a, mm-hmm. like a scientific research station. Yeah. That's and it right. starts That's off right. with, a, with a dog running across the plains of uh, Antarctica, <laughs> and there's a, there's a helicopter shooting at, down at it. And that's like the Norwegians, I believe. Yeah, because yeah. something with the dog or whatever. Maybe, <laughs> the dog, yeah, the maybe it's the animal lover in me. I just didn't like certain yeah, aspects. I'm not of watching this. Yeah. But this particular one, I'm I'm liking the idea of the terror because of the fact that it has a historical base to it. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea that it's based off of a true story. I always love stuff like that because if you re- if we really look at history, there's some grim, <laughs> crazy oh, yeah. stuff that, that has happened. Alexander history, Hamilton, right? Like he was a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. To lore, yeah. there's a lot of like historical, like weird creepiness that they go on. And, and they just, uh, lore is just now an Amazon series. It's the first oh. podcast to be adapted into a series. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. Six okay. episodes, about yeah. an hour each. Yeah, cool. I've seen a couple already. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, well, mm. yeah, and this, I think this is really interesting. It does seem like a male heavy show. Oh, I did see one glimpse yeah. of a woman in there. I mean, I'm not against male heavy shows. That's I'm a just, very valid point. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, because what we were just talking about with CW leaning mm. more towards the female centric show, and here it is, you know, they're doing one that's very male heavy well, on AMC. And two, just judging by the outfits and the time period, at least it does make sense. But yeah. as we see, you know, it's me making a dumb Hamilton joke is like they didn't go along with historically accurate yeah, and then we were good yeah, yeah that's why want. i was like and it worked so well <laughs> i did see a yeah. woman in there a glimpse of a woman in there so i feel like that may come into play which would be you know nice and i'm wondering is this supposed to be a multi-season show or is this kind of like a mini series because i think they that's said like 10, 10 episodes yeah i think it's just a 10 episode series kind of like the night manager was yeah. where i if it does well they'll probably be like yeah here's more yeah. money yeah, let's and create something. Yeah. They need to step it up because they're, you know, I'm not sure how long The Walking Dead's going to keep going. For a while, they were the hot thing. Well, and two, with their uh, deal with Robert Kirkman leaving to go to Amazon, it does put them in danger of a lot of this other content because I believe with The Walking Dead, they're contractually obligated, but anything else he does is now going to But Amazon. even then... Same thing like Shonda yeah. and with Netflix. That's true. But even then, the ratings for The Walking Dead have continue to decline. It's still the highest yeah. rated show on cable, but um, how long are you going to be able to keep that on? They did lose Mad Men. They lost Breaking Bad. Yeah. None of their other shows took off. Low Winter Sun and Preacher's whatever else. Preacher's doing pretty well. Yeah, Preacher Preacher's does doing well. well. You're right. And Better Call Saul still does well, yeah. yeah. Don't they have Fargo on there as well? Fargo's no, on that's FX. FX. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Better Call Saul doesn't get good ratings, though. So I don't know if they're looking for... I mean, they, they are looking for the next thing. I mean, yeah, they're always yeah. looking for... I mean, in Walking Dead's defense, you know, most shows decline every After a season. while, yeah. You know, no, no, no show of stays, like, super high in ratings. And I think they're still the highest rated, one of the higher rated shows. Oh, yeah, it's still... Do- I mean, that's the thing, is their ratings decline, but it still was so far higher up than there that it was like, okay, like, it doesn't really affect them that much. Yeah. I'm still mad at them. 
<laughs> yeah, we're we'll get to that. I know. I was like, let's blow through this because this video I saw and I immediately thought of you, Chauncey, my, yes. uh, because I was like, oh, this is the shipper video, for, oh, and I'll do anything that has to do with X Files. So here we go. Mulder and Scully. Yeah. The Mulder and Scully relationship uh, is. Um, <laughs> we are coworkers. Friendly coworkers. I love Julia. Yes. Right? She's so funny. The second movie, we were married. We appeared to be married. And then when last season began, we appeared to be estranged. We're friendly. We're, we're, we're not estranged by any stretch. Everything's up in the air in the world of the X Files, so you don't really know. We're friendly companions. We're partners. We are closer than we have been. In terms of like any romantic stuff, those are all spoilers. Gotta run. I don't want to intrude. Come on, it'll be like a date. Clearly, there's a dark secret set loose in this town, oh, Scully. I love I Mulder. I had a big poster of him Except on my wall. Except for the fact wall. that they don't exist. His birthday <laughs> is the same day that FDR died. Who needs Google when you got Scully? Trust <laughs> what? The X-Files, Mulder. Why do you operate so well with your hands cuffed behind your back? As if you didn't know. I, <laughs> said, <laughs> I love that to where we were originally, like you know go down. but without the sexual tension because we've already had sex. <laughs> and I'm like, what a perfect way to end it. <laughs> I love it. I love them. I mean, they have, they're like the original, like, underlying OTP that you would like, one true pairing, that's what it means for you non-shippers out there who don't know what OTP means. But, like, when you watch a show, <laughs> when you watch a show and you always wanted these two characters to get there, I think they invented that. Yeah. I honestly feel like they kind of came up with that, because I don't know what show before them where so There's many people online. Yeah. yeah, Moonlight was yeah. the one, and then, it, you know, that was always well. the, yeah, that was the debate when they hooked up. But this show, I mean, I just love that they're actually talking about it with this. And, it, I mean, it's one of the things of, you know, harking back to the fandom of how much people really wanted them together. And and actually saying, which I was afraid of, that it wasn't going to play a centerpiece or a piece in the, the new one. Well, considering their freaking son was the centerpiece of the, the first six episodes and now he's about. back. And, <laughs> but that's the thing. is like, okay, yeah, we get a lot of William. Are we going to see William? Better as Chris Carter knows, I'll I'll get drunk and say some things again. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm excited for. It. I mean, this that I mean, I was already excited for the new season, but this video, maybe as a shipper, yeah. just made me so much more excited because it seems a lot more playful, and I'm just like, yes, we want that. I want that little dynamic between them while they're <laughs> also. You know, I can't believe that's Ugh. a trailer. I love it. I know, and that's what I thought. I was like, okay, this is for you. Oh, that's all you. <laughs> um, but speaking of things that are for everybody, and you know, the title song of this episode is "Happy." Happy. I'm so happy that Happy exists. <laughs> like, basically, it's uh, based on the Grant Morrison graphic novel of the same vein, and the pilot episode was just released on Sci-Fi this week, ten nine Central on Wednesdays, guys. So be sure to watch it, and if you haven't watched the pilot, it's available on demand, or you know what, even if you want to illegally download it, just make sure you watch it, okay? Because Christopher Maloney, (laughs) one of the greatest actors of our generation, and probably all time, plays Nick Sachs, a a former detective, now a hitman, who literally just wants to die. And then he starts seeing an imaginary little happy friend. Oh, yeah. 
And like that alone should make you want to watch the show, but it basically looks in the style of the Watchmen and things like that. The look and the grittiness of this pilot and just the sass that only Maloney could pull off. And, you know, not enough butt yet, but, you know, I'll work on it, sci-fi. But, yeah. And the show wants to grab your attention. Like, there's a lot of blood. Yes. Oh, I (laughs) love the gore. Mm Mm-hmm. What yeah, do you think? I, I thought it was really good. I mean, I saw it, and I'd already been seeing a lot of the uh, previews for it, so I sat through and watched it. I do know, I feel like they they did a few tweaks to, from the graphic mm-hmm. novel in terms of some plot points, but I think it works well for this, for the adaptation, because you don't want anything to be exactly the same, because you want the people who love that, who love the original to be able to see it in a new kind of form. So I dug it. I dug the characters, the openings. It's very graphic. It's very graphic. <laughs> But it's really nice that it's 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 very graphic, but then you have this like unicorn uh, <laughs> imaginary friend Disney character that's in the midst of all this gore and blood. And it's very nice. It's very um it's a very high level show in the sense of high concept. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how that develops. Which is I mean I mean sci-fi's not um a stranger to high concept, uh you know, shows, of course, so... I think they did a good job with the rabbit, actually. I mean, when's the last time we saw a cartoon... You said rabbit. No, not the rabbit, the unicorn. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a little unicorn. You know, like, Roger Rabbit's the last thing that I have in my head. And the thing is... Oh, that had the gritty thing. That had that type of... And it is very much like in the style of Roger Rabbit. I feel like they just sort of built upon the way that that looked because that seemed like the best, you know, way of putting this in here. And I really like that that nod and glad you noticed that because that's sort of very much how they drew it and worked it in very similar to that because that's sort of the same type of genre and people going to this are going to be people that are you know probably my age that are more familiar with the Roger Rabbit when you were a kid and then now you're you're a messed up adult and <laughs> you want to watch this stuff yeah I think mm-hmm. yeah and I guess my question is because the graphic novel was a four part story mm-hmm. this is going to be about 10 episodes right so are they trying to do multiple seasons or are they going to end it and like tie this up because it's supposed to be kind of like a christmas story that's the whole it's a yeah. very, very gritty <laughs> like gritty christmas story so the whole plot of the four part graphic novel was that it all like was about that so i'm kind of wondering is it going to be this 10 part and then they you know just kind of end it yeah, and that's the thing is there hasn't been any talk that I've seen in the sci-fi news about whether or not this is it or not. I feel like just like with anything else, it's how well is this going to do and how much more money can we throw at this and how much money will it make sort of thing. Because, yeah, I mean, Maloney is a very popular character actor and, you know, you got Patton Oswald, you know, really coming off a lot yeah. of good press lately as a comedian So they're very busy, but I feel like a 10-episode thing on cable in a network like Sci-Fi, much like, say, A Better Call Saul, these people can throw these out there. Yeah. So I hope that they don't... It's wrapped up in a way of this is... If this is it, it sort of goes along with the graphic novel. That's fine. Just the Christmas story. But if they leave it open to more, would be good. Yeah. I think if they could lump it in as one big storyline, you know, maybe they could do two or three seasons, but... Yeah, I might be stretching it. Yeah, I'm just always when, especially with the source material, because we saw like with American Gods, there was that question of. I think with this first season, American Gods, they got through like maybe one 
fifth of the book or whatever so they stretched out a lot of that and it's like this idea is if this 10 episode is going to get through the four parts and if not what are they going to fill it with and if it does what are they going to fill the next season with you know the source material the source material is but so much you know sometimes it could be great just to have like a mini series and yeah. be like that was a really awesome mini series as opposed to that was an awesome first season and then it went downhill. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> like for example, Big Little Lies, which is a different genre. It 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 ends. Oh, that's a perfect example. Yeah, and, they're but getting they're, a second season. Yeah, they're doing. And a second. we don't know where they're going. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how exactly. <laughs> well, like, I know how it was amazing. Yeah, but, no, but the source material no, it ended. Now yeah. you're right. Now you're on your own. And that's sort of the thing is like, where are they going to go from there? And I feel like this show may be the test of let's see how Big Little Lies does when you've ended the source material and you just have these powerhouse actresses. I'm like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Although it's not the first time, right? Game of Thrones. I mean, their season's yeah. coming out before the last <laughs> book. I, You know, I mean, it happens. I mean, but they also have the writer of it involved. So it's yeah. the kind of question of with this other, with the other shows, if the writer's not yeah, heavily Grant involved. Yeah, Morrison is involved. Oh, so with he's this, involved. So, so yeah. that, that, should, that should be yeah. fine um, with uh, the other one. I don't know. I mean, they even split it. So, you know. If they but could, that was still the source material. They just split yeah. it in two. That's true. Yeah. Well, well that source. means they already made the decision, though, because it's already on air. So, at this point, I, I'm sure the storyline's already written out. So, they know yeah. if they're going to... Oh, ex- they know how they're going to end this season. But it's whether or not they choose to go with it, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see if they're going to finish out the, the graphic novel section and continue on. Or if they're going to finish it out and then do something different. Which would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, so far, I liked it, though. That is my that is my highlight of it. That I do like this show. I like the show. It's a lot, though. It's <laughs> yeah. so so graphic in terms of but he does like you were saying Malone, he does such a great thing because this character could be very unlikable oh yeah and he can fall into such tropes of oh you know he's the jaded with life kind of character like so many other ones but he does a very good job of not being that so yeah and that's what I say I don't think anybody else could have pulled off this character um, but yeah but speaking of sci-fi shows we're going to do a quick recap of Ghost Wars which is just how oh I goodness. need to watch yeah, <laughs> yeah you yeah. both need to watch yeah. Ghost Wars guys <laughs> everyone needs to watch Ghost Wars because um, mm-hmm. it's really good and this past episode was called Post Apocalypse Now I really like well, the yeah. titles of their show of <laughs> no. their episodes as well um, so so far what we have is Sophia the, and there are spoilers spoiler alert guys if you have if you're not on up on episode so nine yet but Sophia the mortician who we saw last emerging from the evil orgasmic egg in the basement <laughs> is sending people to their to their deaths in this main episode uh, as we learned from the last episode Billy came back from the dead but Dr. Landis his boo doesn't know how that happened so she's trying to figure that out Billy tells her about the accelerator that he saw in the ghost dimension that he was in and the blue glow um, the ship they chat for basically a little bit but then they're interrupted because suddenly there's a helicopter that's coming into Portmore and that's kind of interesting because we haven't seen any outsiders come to the Alaskan town since <laughs> Billy last came like episodes back because basically the ghosts had cut them off from the outside world so uh, Landis and Billy go to check out the, the landing with the helicopter and basically who's in the helicopter is Lambda's the um, scientific um, company's top brass including Dr. Clark and Dr. Barker's um, Landis's uh, boss and they explained to her that basically Basically, port, like the town fell off the face of the planet, face off, uh, face off of the uh, the map, and like they're not 
around anymore. So they are trying to figure out what's happening. And so um, they split up. And then we find out that Father Dan is picking up on some weird behavior from Sophia, who I said came out from the orgasmic egg. And he's trying to figure out who she is and what's going on, but he can't seem to do it. Eventually, um, Sophia kidnaps Father Dan and takes him to this abandoned house and tries to sacrifice him to another evil orgasmic egg. And um, basically, Father Dan <laughs> is able to, um, he says a prayer, he breaks free, and he tries to set the um, house on fire. Um, back in um, in the main town, um, the main um, boss, Daphne, who is the boss of Lambda, basically reaches out to Roman to find out about the ghost. And she's actually really into ghosts because she trying to figure out a way to cheat death because we find out that she basically had to euthanize her mother and she never got over that guilt so she wants to find out a way of trying to make a port more some sort of like a field so that ghosts can also exist with them so basically what happens she wants to turn back on the accelerator that's going to be another doomsday landis doesn't want that to happen so her and billy try to take it over they get captured of course and then the townspeople basically roll up the lander because some of the townspeople are missing and they think the scientists have something to do with it so it's kind of like the small town versus the big scientist corporate and they have a big uh, gun standoff which basically uh gets interrupted once they all notice that there's a big fire, the one that Dan, Father Dan, has started. And basically they all stop because they need to get rid of the fire in order to save the town because if if the fire goes up, it could cause really, um, you know, a lot of damage to the town itself. So they're at a standstill right now and the accelerator might come off to, you know, bring hell on earth. So the next episode is called (laughs) Dear God, Can You Hear Me? It's Dan. So (laughs) What the hell is happening? So yeah, people should check it out. It's really great, and hopefully it get renewed. It gets renewed for a second season because I mean, it seems like uh, sci-fi is being a little uh, hesitant with some of their renewals. I know. Shout out to Z Nation fans trying to get them to renew it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know with uh, you know all their issues with dark matter and some of the other stuff, it's like ugh, sci-fi. It's the, it's the fourth season curse. Yeah. <laughs> like I, Z Nation's on its fourth season. They're on their fourth season curse. They may not get it. Yeah, and that's sci-fi. Have they ever greenlit shows after that? It, it almost seems like Rarely. they don't. Yeah, <laughs> it has to be a really cheap show for them to do it. Yeah. But speaking of shows that aren't cheap, and <laughs> since we're all dressed like this, we're gonna have to talk about it. So right now, guys, if you have not seen this week's Walking Dead, or if you don't care about spoilers, you know, spoiler alert. Carl got bit by a walker. Yeah, like typical Carl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this is it. I mean, I went to look at it and Andrew Lincoln has confirmed on Talking Dead that this is it for Carl. Um especially showrunner Scott M. Gimple also is confirmed. So what do you guys think about the big big bombshell? I'm annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> like I just don't know. I mean, if you read the comics, you know this does not happen. Um, that doesn't have Carl does not die in the comics. He's still alive in the comics. And this is a big, I mean, uh, the reason why I'm annoyed, I mean, Carl isn't like my favorite character in the whole world. He's not. But what, what I'm concerned about is what is the plot line point of this? Especially yeah. with Rick and Michonne. Michonne already lost the son. And she gained it with Carl. And then, you know, they have this family unit. And I don't see what's the point of Rick having to go through this. Rick again. already lost yeah. his wife. Yeah. And well, he has Michelle now, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He needed to lose his wife for that. And that's sort of the thing <laughs> is with the comics and Carl, Carl is shown to be the next in line. Yeah. He, the whole point of the comics is setting it up for Carl to take over and Carl to become 
the hero and the leader of this group when Rick is gone. That is the whole point. And also, like, the whole point with Michonne, as you point, she lost a son. She gained a son with Carl. They have this special relationship. Why did we need to play that plot point again? It all made sense up until this point. No. I think it's the inconsistencies that I mind. I think, so I'm not big on transferring everything that's in the comics into the TV adaptation. I'm okay if they take liberties. Yeah, like I, with I, Michonne being the Andrew Michonne character. Michonne being, exactly. Yeah. And the addition of additional characters. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with all that. I'm even okay if you kill Carl. I just don't like the reasoning and the way they did it. I mean, from what it seems, it feels like it's just backstage politics to me. Gimple came out, and so I, I saw an interview with... Uh, Carl, and he said it wasn't his decision. Like, he wanted to stay on the show. He just bought a house in Georgia, and then he got the call that they're gonna kill him. I, I, I don't get it. And the way they wrote him was a way for him to, you know, he tells Rick the whole time, we should stop killing people, we should try to unite. When, just a season ago, he went to the saviors to try and kill them. It, it's not consistent with his character, it's not consistent with the way the show has been written the last season. You can't just throw in a random death that way. And it almost feels like they're doing this just because this season had gone down so much. Because I will admit, I have not been watching. I watched, like, the first couple, and I just was like, I'm so bored. I mean, I almost watched Attack of the Clones instead. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, that's that bad. It it just, to me, they have great characters. And I actually, like, I know one of the biggest complaints is the single character episodes. Mm -hmm. I like those. I'm okay with those because they develop and they flesh out. But you have to know how to do it well. And I think, I hate to say it, I think the introduction of Negan kind of brought the show down. Well, yeah. The sad thing is, is Negan is a cool character. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is so great. But it's it's also like they don't know how to balance now. Because you want to see these little Negan bits. But I almost feel like Negan is much like... A Will Ferrell or a Ben Stiller, like good, good little character moments in those movies. But their best characters are the ones that are like only like these five minute bits here or there, and yeah. not the full thing. Even yeah. that, I feel like they don't know whether they want their own adaptation of Negan or if they want to follow the comics with Negan. I was actually going back and thinking how they handled Glenn's death, and you know, at the time I was like, okay, he's punishing them, and he got mad at them, so he killed, uh, he killed Glenn. They haven't killed anyone since, and he always insists that they don't want to kill anyone because everyone's an essential worker. Mm-hmm. So then, if that's the way that he usually is, and he he literally refuses to kill anyone, he, they, he didn't kill anyone this episode. So then, why did he react so badly with Glenn? That, that to me, is an inconsistency in the way they're developing their characters. Well, Glenn was, like, the second death. I mean, the whole thing, yeah. I mean... But the death was... Sorry, the, the death... The Glenn's death came out of anger with him. Mm-hmm. And, again, after that, he hasn't been angry with people to the point of killing them. So that's inconsistent with the Negan character we've been presented. Well, mm-hmm. I will say, I, I disagree a little bit because I feel like that wasn't necessarily out of anger. That was Daryl's fault. Yeah. Um, yeah Glenn yeah. died because of Daryl. Daryl stepped out of line. The, the thing about Negan, and they do actually do yeah. this from the comics, that he has a weird sense of morality. He won't kill any women. That's his whole thing. He doesn't kill women. He kills men. And his whole thing is like kind of eye for eye. You disrespect me. I got to take something from you because that's how you keep the order. You have to keep the order. You have to keep the balance. So in that sense, with the, with the Carl character, Carl, Carl. <laughs> Carl. We won't hear anymore. With Carl character, 
I mean, it's always a death sentence on Walking Dead when a character becomes the moral authority. Mm -hmm. That's always, you can tell if a character becomes the moral authority, they're either going to die or they're going to get shipped off somewhere. (laughs) That's usually what happens. That happens with, that happened with a couple of characters in the season. So when Carl started talking that talk, it was like, oh, see, because it also, it's, it keeps with the consistency of there's a certain kind of person that's going to survive in this world. And it's not necessarily going to be those who have that kind of, we can engage in violence kind of person, which is a bleak kind of viewpoint on it, but it is. I think also in the comics, you know, there's supposed to be a time jump, and I think they may try to do the time jump for this too, and I think if that is the case, if they are going to jump a couple of years ahead, they weren't going to be able to keep the car- the actor who plays Carl anyway, so either way, he was probably going to have, they were, they were going to have to deal with the fact that he wasn't going to stay around, so instead of trying to get another actor, maybe they just decided to let him go out in this kind of place, and it, it's interesting because like what y'all are saying, that Carl is supposed to be the one that takes over, well maybe now it's Judith, maybe now it's a one but Judith and, yeah, doesn't and have then, that connection, though. Like, Judith doesn't have his blood. And to me, that... But he's raising not, her. And that's not what matters. Like, no, and, but- and, <laughs> and that's the thing. is like, Judith, though, doesn't get to see the world before this. And that was what was that's interesting true. about Carl. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's like, I actually do like that that may be leading more towards a female taking over if we recast Judith, you know, later with the time jump. But at the same time, it's just like... Carl got to see both worlds, and that's why it was important to grow up in both. And the Judith character will never have that. Yeah. To me, it just feels like an internal struggle between Kirkman and Gimple. Mm. Where the comics leads towards everything's going to go to Carl, I feel like uh, they decided to make this show about Rick. And I don't know when that decision was made. I just don't think it goes with what... I, I don't think this was planned ahead. And that's always my problem. Yeah, and too, I, I mean, I, I agree with you that this came out of left field and it almost seemed like they were, you know, really working on something just to throw people yeah. off because of the ratings. And uh, they're like, oh, well, we could do the most shocking thing. I just feel like the yeah. shows like this, once you're like in the sixth, seventh, eighth season, it writes itself. And I feel like yeah. w- if something goes wrong in those seasons, it's because you guys are interfering too much. I feel like by that point, the shows write themselves so easily. And we don't need an inconsistent death like this. I don't know. Yeah, and and that's the thing, is unfortunately it is what it is, and we'll see how this show progresses. Do we have any quick predictions before we wrap? What do you think? Um, For the show? Yeah. Well, I think they're going the route where Negan will eventually join the group. I think it's stupid. And I, <laughs> yeah, I honestly feel like Negan is their Malcolm Merlin in this universe. Yeah, it's like, and I don't know I, if I like a delightful that. actor, a delightful, per, you know, a delightful character, but it just doesn't make sense to put him there. Yeah. Well, I think, um, well, going by comic books, he does last for a while in the comics. Yeah. So, I mean, I do think they're not, you know, I'm getting rid mm-hmm. of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And I love him. So, I, mm-hmm. I'm happy for him. I just hope that they find a nice balance. I'm just worried about what this is going to do to Rashawn, to Rick and Michonne and their characters. And um, I just don't want to see Rick having to go through the man pain again for another <laughs> half of the man season. Pain. Like, I just, <laughs> the brooding man man pain. And we'll never hear Carl again. Yeah. Well, probably it? in his dreams because they'll make him. <laughs> Go crazy again. He'll be, he'll be seeing 
Carl like he was seeing Lori. That's what we're going to get. We're getting Ghost That's Carl. That's my prediction. We're going to get Ghost, Ghost Carl. Carl. Ghost we're going to get Ghost Carl. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be Ghost Carl. All right. Well, I'm definitely down for Ghost Carl. I'd actually watch that episode. Um, while you're here on YouTube or iTunes or wherever you are listening or watching this, give us a thumbs up, five stars, whatever they offer you guys. As long as it's nice, I'll, we'll read it on the air. Um, be sure to also watch on Popcorn Talk Network, which is our sister network, the horror movie news with our lovely engineer, Anthony. You've probably heard in the booth. He talks about the movies while we talk about the TV. <laughs> and since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And where can they keep up the conversation with you guys? You can find me on Twitter at Miss Chauncey KR, and this is Chauncey K. Robinson once again. And my name's Roger. You can find me on Twitter, Roger underscore Corral. All right. Thank you, guys. Keep it creepy. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Ghost Carl! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.